We're going live. We'll do it live. This is the Come On Man podcast. And here's your host, Paul Bauer. It's Friday, guys. Get on in here. We're going back to the old school again today. It's old school week. Woo! On Wednesday, I went through Royce's 16 Commandments of Poon. Getting a lot of good feedback on that stream. So let's try to capture their lightning in a bottle again for this episode. Am I right, guys? <laughs> mm. This coffee's good. This coffee's good in one of these mugs, guys. 3% Brother Luis dropped this gem in the 3% Brotherhood recently. Again, if you guys want to join a group of like-minded men, join our 3% Brotherhood on Facebook. It's free. You just have to have read <clears throat> How to Be a 3% Man uh, in, in, at least once and be able to answer the admission questions to get in. And um, <clears throat> that that's what keeps the freeloaders out. You know what I mean? Like we have to sort of, you have to have skin in the game somehow. We don't want to charge money. <laughs> so we just want you to invest a little in yourself, read the book, be able to answer the questions and then come on in and swap some notes. You know what I mean? But, uh, but brother Luis, he, uh, he dropped this gem in the, in the group <clears throat> and it's a, it's an old post from so suave of all places if you're not familiar with so suave it's the online forum where rollo got his start and um you know like i got started the three percent man group now the three percent brotherhood and ryan stone got started on reddit and rollo you know he got a start on so suave so uh we all have to start somewhere don't we <laughs> oh we got some people in the chat what's up guys Hey, good morning. Uh, was it shooting teddy 1911 oh nice 1911 45 guy huh about to get your workout in. Sweet. My man. Flacco. What's up, brother? <laughs> Louise, are you hung over from last night, Paul? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe a little bit. <laughs> <clears throat> I went out last night with uh, one of the guys from the 3% Brotherhood. He's uh, uh, brother Matt. Brother Matt lives down in uh, down in Montrose. And um, he and I get together for drinks occasionally. So we went, we went and hung out at the Horsefly. And if you guys have turned into the uh, the podcast, you know, for a long time, you know that the horsefly was my my go-to for first dates for chicks in Montrose. So met up at the horsefly. <laughs> Yo, what's up, shipmate? My man Larry here, he uh he he and I served on the USS Shiloh together. We go way back. We go way back. Larry took me, fun story, fun story about my man Larry here. Larry took me to go buy my first car. Now, that wasn't my, like my first car. Um, you know, I had a car, you know, when I was a teenager or something like that, but it was my first car, like out living on my own when I was, I was in the Navy and, uh, Larry had bought his car and he still has it too. It's a, a Pontiac Firebird and he bought it from this fly by night dealership in, <laughs> in, in, uh, national city called first choice Fuki. F-U-Q-I, first choice Fuki. And um, and so, you know, Larry was, uh, at that time, he was a second class. You know, he was an E5. And I remember getting to the ship and uh, and them talking about how, you know, if you're a junior enlisted and you've never, you've never bought a car before, 
you know, you should you should go maybe take take one of the uh, this more senior enlisted guys with you to help you along. You know, steer you in the right direction. Make sure you don't get screwed over. And um, so so Larry takes me to 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 first choice Fuki, and um, I I end up buying myself a Plymouth Laser, and I had no idea what I was doing, and uh, they charged me a seventeen percent interest. <laughs> <laughs> and Larry was like, yeah, this looks good. This all looks good. So I'll only up and up. <laughs> and I think that's because Larry, when he bought his car, had some charge like 25% interest or something retarded. So yeah, 70% is good. <laughs> uh, I learned my lesson. I basically didn't, I, I wasn't making enough money to a really afford insurance or gas. You know, like I was making the payments, but that was like all my paycheck. <laughs> <laughs> that whole like first year. And so I went to go refinance with Navy federal and they're like, you have to at least make payments for a year because you have no credit. That's really why my, why the percentage rate was high. Not necessarily because first choice Fuki was, you know, sh a shitty, uh, you know, l lender. Uh, just, I just didn't have any credit. I was a young kid. And so I had to make payments on that for a whole year. And then I went and refinanced with Navy federal, brought that interest rate down, learned my lesson. Good, good times, Larry. But yeah, no, Larry still has his Pontiac Firebird. It's actually kind of cool. Kind of cool. All right, we went off on a tangent there. But speaking of F Pontiac Firebirds, we're going back to the old school today, guys. So <clears throat> like I said before, um, you know, Luis, uh, he, he he shared this post in the 3% Brotherhood. And uh, it's a, by a guy named Mr. Fingers. And he, his post is called the 10 commandments and they're pretty fascinating. And I want your participation today, guys. Um, so it, you know, if you're in the live chat right now, it, as I'm reading these, I, I want, I want your take, like, do you agree with this? Does, does this make sense? Do you disagree with it? Uh, have you applied this in your life and you didn't realize it? It was a part of Mr. Fingers magic 10 commandments or whatever. Either way, sound off. Uh, before I get into all that, let's do the standard housekeeping though. Be sure to like subscribe, hit those notifications. If you haven't done so already, drop a comment. Any comment will do. Like I said, I, I want your guys' participation today. It makes these uh, go by faster and uh, it's more fun with your, with your uh, interactions. Follow me on social media. The links are in the description for that. You know, I just posted on, on, uh, Twitter that um, on Instagram, I've reached 1 million people in 30 days, which is like really hard to do on Instagram. You're like pretty easy to do something like that. On TikTok. I think if you go to, if you look at the, um, what's this hashtag, come on, man, podcast on TikTok, it has well over 3 million views. Just, just that hashtag alone. But on, on Instagram, I don't know how many views the, the the hashtag has, but I have one post. It's a picture of a guy with a with a long like schlong, right, and two chicks like carrying it on their shoulders. That post has almost a million uh, views already now by itself. So that's what that's what really got me <laughs> to that point. People like that picture, I guess. Get on the Patreon, Patreon.com/slash Come On Man Pod. You can join for as little as ten dollars. If you want some kind of coaching, tiers two or tiers three are available for that. Um, you know what? I, I had a guy reach out to me on Instagram as well. If you don't want to join the Patreon, you just want to do like a one-time call or something like that, 
DM me on Instagram. I had a guy do that recently. He booked a, a one-time call. Um, and so we're going to, we're going to talk on Monday and, uh, and like, you know, if you, if you want something like that, I can send you a PayPal link. You could PayPal me and we can just do a one-time call if you ever want to do something like that. I don't really promote that that much, but that's available. Uh, so if you just want a one-time call, DM me on, on Instagram. If you want continuous coaching, join the Patreon. <clears throat> you can also support the show by sending super chats. Super chats uh, during the live stream help out considerably, or you can send a super sticker as well. Get on the email list, list.comeonmanpod.com. I will send you some free stickers. These designs are available on hoodies and the mugs, and your coffee tastes better than the mugs. You can uh, find the mugs below this video. I've got them linked there with my Teespring store. Otherwise, you can go to merch.comeonmanpod.com and, and, and check that out. And then uh, check out my Practical Law of Attraction course, loa.comeonmanpod.com. I will play a commercial for that, and then uh, we'll get started today. Do you struggle to find the kind of women you want? Are you tired of swiping away all day on dating apps and only finding mediocre women? When you're out and about at the supermarket or at the mall, all you see are woke liberal women. You can't seem to find a traditional submissive woman that checks all your boxes. What if I were to tell you that the reason why you can't find your traditional submissive woman is because of your mindset, because of your paradigm. We get what we focus on in life. And you have programmed your mind to think that there's only trash women around you. You've programmed your mind by focusing on what you don't want in a relationship. To solve this problem, I've created my Practical Law of Attraction course. In my course, I will teach you how to reprogram your subconscious mind so that you will be hyper aware of the kind of women that will check all of your boxes. It's not that they weren't there before, it's just that you weren't aware of them because of your current mindset. So let's change that mindset today. Check out my course by visiting loa.comeonmanpod.com. That's loa.comeonmanpod.com. The law of attraction is nothing without action. So act now. Act now, guys. Oh, hey, look at that. I accidentally have that set on repeat. We want this one. Okay. <laughs> Be sure to like and subscribe, guys, if you haven't done so already. Oh, man. We got a, uh, a super sticker, a super chat here from Nathan already. Thanks, brother. You get you get this. Are we? Yeah, we're past ten minutes. Here you go. Uh, I'm just gonna say it. This guy fucks. Am I right? Yeah, yeah, he does. Thanks for that, man. I appreciate that. That helps out a lot. Um, if you guys are watching on Facebook or Twitter, smash that like button. Head on over to uh, to YouTube. I dropped a link for you guys on Facebook. Come on over here. We're going to get started with this. All right. So as I mentioned today, we're going to go through Mr. Finger's 10 commandments from So Suave. And I want your feedback on these. I want to know if you agree or disagree or in general, what your thoughts are on these. Um, have any of you guys spent any time on So Suave? So Suave at all? Any of you guys? If so, what do you think about it? Like sound off in the chat too. Uh, I went like, I, I think I signed up for an account once. I think I poked around like for five minutes and I, I, I didn't spend a lot of time there. Not because there wasn't anything good in there. You know, there's good information there. I just, you know, I'm, I'm a busy guy. I don't have a lot of time to do that. And then I'm also in the 3% brotherhood already. It's like, it's already a good place <laughs> to swap notes. So, all right, let's, uh, let's go ahead and go through these. I have a link to this also in the description. If you guys want to follow along, you guys can click on that follow along. Because he actually 
he goes, uh, he's pretty long winded. He talks about like a whole bunch of stuff before he even gets to his 10 commandments. So I'll just skip on down to the 10 commandments part, but this was written in uh, August of 2004. He says the 10 commandments, what you are about to read may seem like common sense, but for me, truly understanding and believing this was nothing short of a personal epiphany. I, have you guys been, have you guys felt like that? Like, uh, I definitely felt like that when I read no more Mr. Nice guy. And when I read, uh, when I read the system by doc love the first time, I was just like, this is so counterintuitive to everything that I've been taught. You know what I mean? Oh, Louise. I lurked in the so suave forums about 10 years ago for a couple of months. Oh, okay. Okay. Back in the day. <laughs> It's funny that there it's still there, you know, like it's prominently mentioned in, in the rational mail book series, uh, and it forum still going, it's still people out there. All right, let's go with number one here. <clears throat> commandment number one, Mr. Fingers commandment number one, thou shall not worship good looks. Time to wake up from your drooling slumber, folks. Beautiful women are nothing special. Just lucky. The truth is that a lot of pretty people let their looks do all the work for them in life. And beneath those great genes, they are actually spoiled, underdeveloped children. Don't let good genetics impress you. Instead, make that chick work for your stamp of approval. You must rewire your mental circuitry so that instead of trying to impress her, you approach to see if she meets your expectations. Your whole attitude should be that she has passed your visual test, but you're not quite convinced that she is, is the goods yet. <clears throat> Say hi, ask her opinion, comment on the environment, or even command her to stop and talk to you. It honestly does not matter how you open as long as you approach from a position of power. Frame it so that you are entering, uh, you are not entering her world. She is entering yours. Once she steps aside, be sure to treat her with the same irreverence you treat your friends so that she can enjoy the refreshing change of being herself around you instead of what you imagine her to be. What the fuck? It just says WTF, but what the fuck? Why are you still drooling? Got to reverse this mindset. Imagine that you are the gorgeous model and picture her as the smelly 300-pound heifer who wants to get in your pants. This is actually a really important mindset to have when dating. A lot of guys are going out dating and they're trying to qualify themselves to women. They're trying to get women to like them. When you go out and you change your mindset and you go out to see if you like her, like you're the buyer, she's the seller. It's a game changer for you. And another thing you got to realize too, is that beautiful women are a dime a dozen, right? There's so many beautiful women out there, but a guy who has his shit together, a guy that has his finances in order, a guy that's in shape, you know what I mean? Like those guys are rare. If you're one of those guys, you're, you're the prize. You are the prize. And she's just another pretty face. You know what I mean? Um, <clears throat> Dr. Glover's dating essentials for men book really like breaks it down. Uh, he has a whole chapter on breaking your addiction to superficial beauty. Right. And uh, it's it's such a powerful mindset to have because that's what like that's what really tends to, uh, you know, put women on pedestals like we do. We do it because, oh, she's super hot. We're putting her on a pedestal. 
those those hot women have never been a, held accountable for anything in their lives. They're stuck up. <laughs> you know what I mean? So you so they're so used to like simp's just like lavishing them with with compliments and and stuff like that. If you are if you just don't do that, you're already setting yourself apart from like most of the guys out there. You know what I mean? Don't worship the whammon. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, you think Royce got in inspiration from this, Luis? He probably did. Maybe. <clears throat> when did when did um when did the sixteen commandments come out? I don't think I looked at at the date on that. Uh, let's see here. Is it okay if she makes more than you? <clears throat> I mean, it, it's okay. If you don't, if it doesn't bother you, it's not going to bother her. You know, what, what, what happens in a dynamic like this, Santiago, is um, as long as you're the man in the relationship and you're setting the tone and taking the lead in the relationship, she could be a boss bish at work and make a lot of money, right? My, my uh, 3% brother, Matt, <clears throat> who I, I went out for drinks with the last night, he's got a, his girl, he calls her cute tires. <laughs> Because uh, I think he was he was buying tires for uh, a car or something like that. And his girlfriend goes, are they cute tires? <laughs> He's like, cute tires? What? Anyway, so he calls her cute tires now. She's a, she's a multimillionaire, right? And, um, you know, like Matt makes good money, but I don't think he makes as much as her. But he wears the pants. He sets the tone. He takes the lead. He puts her in her place. And she loves it. So as long as you could do that, that's fine. You know what I mean? <clears throat> but you have to do that, right? If she is being the boss bish at home too, she's gonna, she's she's not going to keep you around, man, because you have no value to her. All right, number two. Thou shall become worthy. This is older than 16 commandments. Uh Royce's number two. 10 ignore her beauty is the same as number one this ah got it okay yeah he probably did he probably did thou shalt become worthy you can't pretend to be the prize you got to be able to look in the mirror and honestly say i love this guy however this does not mean you should have a large ego in fact your ego is one of your biggest obstacles and you would do well to rid yourself of false pride what i am saying is why pretend to be a great person when you can actually be one? Work hard to excel in all areas of life, health, wealth, relationships, make your dreams happen, and most importantly, realize that happiness is a choice. By the same token, don't let self-improvement be an excuse not to handle your biz. It could be very easy to make excuses like, let me get a good car first, or let me lose or gain 10 pounds, then I will try this. Don't fall into this trap because you will just keep procrastinating. Look for reasons, uh, uh, looking for reasons not to get your game on. As you read this post, scores of beautiful women are banging ugly losers who have no future. Why? Simply because these fellas didn't let their shortness, fatness, brokenness, etc. keep them from going after what they wanted. Improve on what you can, health, fitness, style, and embrace the things you cannot change, height, race, etc. Insecurity is an ugly thing, so confront the roots of your warped self-image and banish this negativity from your mind. No excuses, dude. Only you can make yourself worthy of the best things in life. Dude, this is awesome, right? 
One of these, one, I see this a lot. I see this a lot, right? There's guys that are like, I'm just going to go on monk mode for a while. I'm just going to work on my money. I'm just going to work at the gym. Then I'll talk to girls, right? Or, you know, in the 3% Brotherhood, you know, we're all supposed to have read Corey Wayne's book at least once, right? But Corey Wayne in the book says you got to read it at least 10 to 15 times. Because if you truly want to, you know, absorb the information, we only we only retain about 10% of what we read or listen to if we're listening to audiobooks. We only retain about 10%. So if you read the book 10 times, you're more likely to get 100% of that into your brain, <laughs> into your ear holes, and into your eyes, you know? And, um, but the thing about it is what I tell guys is like, read the book and then, but while you're reading the book, go out and date, go out and try and, and test some of the stuff out while you're, while you're reading this stuff. Then after you've had a couple of dates, you go back and read it again, because more things are going to make sense after you've had a couple of dates on your belt. You'll be like, oh, that's what he meant when he said this. Oh, I remember I tried that and that worked. Like it'll resonate more. You know what I mean? Like as you're working to be that guy, as you're working to be a 3% brother, you know what I mean? Like practice as you go. Don't wait until you think that you've uh, you've gotten somewhere first, right? Oh, I, I want to wait until I lose 20 pounds before I try. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, Santiago, honest 15th read, my man. As soon as you finish, Corey Wayne sends you a diploma. <laughs> 20 times for my man, Flaco Taco. Hell yeah. <clears throat> hey, guys, send a super chat. Support the show. All right, let's go on. Number number three, thou shall accept the sexual nature of women. <laughs> God bless them. Face it, buddy. Girls are horny. Very, very horny. It may come as a surprise to some of you, but even the shyest girl will think sexual thoughts within seconds of seeing you, especially if you're ripped. Am I right, guys? Okay. For example, my ex-girl was one of the most modest, quietest chicks I ever met. We were talking about first impressions one day, and I told her the truth. I thought she had a nice ass. She countered by confessing to me that within minutes of our meeting, she imagined me grabbing her by the hair, pulling her down to her knees, and forcing her to give me a... It's all X'd out, I'm guessing, BJ? Excuse me. That wasn't very polite. Needless to say, I was shocked. Don't let society fool you. Between the G-spot clitoris and multiple orgasms women are capable of sexual pleasure we can only dream of the fact that they suppress these desires only makes them hornier beneath the surface what they need is someone who can set them free from the judgmental eye of society a natural man who could break through their fears of being labeled a slut and liberate the wild natural woman within you know it's so funny there's all these guys out there. They have this uh, this thing called a Madonna whore complex. You know what I mean? You know, like if you've never heard of that, Madonna whore complex is guys, they mentally, whatever for whatever reason, look at women that don't put out as wifey material and then women that do put out as slooty sloots, you know? They're those are those are whores. And you can't you can't wife up a, a girl that sleeps with you on the first date, right? Like that's that's a red flag. But at the same time, a girl that wants to sleep with you on the first date is showing genuine desire for you. So what do you want, dude? <laughs> you know what I mean? So the, the key is if you really want to uh, be good with women and get laid a lot, 
you got to make a woman feel like she can be uninhibited around you, that you keep your mouth shut, you keep her her dirty stuff, you know, private. You know what I mean? Like you don't go blab around town about like how sluty she is because she's got a reputation to uphold. And if if you're like, hey, mm -hmm, secrets with me, like she'll just open up. <laughs> you know what I mean? She wants to be that sluty sloot. She wants to be that sluty sloot with some guy. Mm -hmm. So it might as well be you. Might as well be you, right? God bless him. Okay. Smash that like button for sluty sloots. <laughs> My man Flacco sent a super sticker. Hey, thank you, brother. And since you're a uh, 20 plus reads of the book, Ooh, the math. <laughs> my man, thank you for that, brother. I appreciate it. All right. Number four. Ah, you know what? Going back to number three, too, right? The sexual nature of women. I saw a really funny meme one time, and it was it it was basically like women are horny as hell. They're just better at hiding their lady boners from the world. <laughs> Super funny. I thought it was funny anyway. Have discretion and make her your salute. That's right. Number four, thou shall accept thy sexual nature. So how do you become this natural man? Well, for starters, you have to be totally comfortable with your own masculine desires. There must be absolutely no shame to your game. A common misconception is that women are put off by horny guys. This is a totally false bullshit lie. Delete this horrible social programming from your mind and install the update. Women are turned off by needy guys who are insecure and compensate for it by acting sexually confident. Big difference. Hammer it into your head that there is absolutely nothing wrong with being horny. Sex is nature's precious gift to all of existence. Think back to all the negative influences that have made you believe that sex is wrong, dirty, and damn them all to hell. <laughs> None of us would be here if it wasn't for this filthy act, and nothing will keep you from your goal more than your own shame and discomfort. Half of this battle is simply killing your hangups because she won't be able to accept your sexual side if you can't do it yourself. Note, accepting your own sexuality does not mean you should jerk off more. Quite the contrary. Too much of the old knuck knuckle shuffle is not helpful at all. It kills your drive and also gets you far too accustomed to your own rhythm. A big part of this game is being a good lover, and that requires you to tune into her rhythm as well as your own. I know guys who have major problems keeping girls interested because all they do is masturbate using a female's body. This is not to say that you should never whack off either. Everyone is different. Just pay attention to your body. If you don't have a boner every morning or get occasional wood throughout the day, then you should really cut back. If that doesn't help, then your testosterone levels are set to sissy, which means you're probably in bad physical shape and you need to get off your ass. Exercise, eat well, and get plenty of rest. Inactivity is your, lib your libido's worst enemy, so be sure to balance out those long TV, computer, PlayStation hours with at least an hour's worth of sweaty activity a day. Uh, dude, this is something like you see a lot of nice guys do, right? This is not like it's nice guy game. I saw, I had a guy uh, DM me on Twitter one time and this chick was showing like high interest in him and like wanted to like wanted to sleep with him basically. And he's like, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to act like I don't want to sleep with her. 
because then that, that's going to set me apart from all the other guys. I'm like, actually, that is a dumb idea. <laughs> if you act like you don't want a woman sexually, uh, she's just going to think that you're a friend. And that's how you end up in the friend zone. You know what I mean? Like, if you embrace your sexual desires, like, women can feel it. They could feel when you are just oozing with sexual energy. And that is a turn on for them. You know what I mean? I have a, I have a friend. She's been on the podcast a couple of times. Her name is Morgan May. Morgan May, uh, a lot of like red pillar guys hate her because she, she basically teaches girls girl game. You know what I mean? But she's, she said it herself. She says that uh, like when a guy, like a, a real like masculine man, uh, she can like feel his sexual energy and she is drawn to that sexual energy. So don't hide it. Embrace it. Own it. You know what I mean? And when you realize that women want to bang too, like it's, it's even better. <laughs> it's even better. I started listening to unleash your sexual superpower. Oh, hell yeah. What do you think so far, man? Dude, that I love that book. I love that book. And Eric Everhard, the guy who wrote that book, he's a down to earth dude, man. He's a down to earth dude. And he's a legend in the porn business too. Yeah. You're the prize. You're fun and never desexualize yourself to a woman. They will feel it. That's absolutely right. So yeah, own that shit. Own that shit. And, and like, you'll end up, you'll, you won't end up in the friend zone as much if you own your own sexual sexuality, right? Women like, and I hate to say it like this, right? Because when you say it like this, like, uh, it, it really comes across as creepy, but it's true. And most women will admit it. And, um, you know, they, they might not like it, but, People have been trying to bang women since they were like 13 years old, right? They know guys want to bang them. They know it, right? Um, so there's no reason to try to hide it, you know? I mean, I'm not saying go out and bang a 13-year-old. Like, that's that's illegal. <laughs> it's illegal. Most places don't do it. But, uh, you know, if she's at least 18, you're okay. But they know. They know. They've known since they were 13 that you want to bang, so... Just own that shit. Uh, can you do that without sexual innuendos? Uh, yeah, I think you can because you know, it's like you're on your you're on your fifteenth read, Santiago. Uh, it's like what Corey says in the book. Like, uh, if you're on a date, unless you're like really good at getting sexual verbally with women, it's just it's not a good idea because most guys will stick their foot in their mouths. Uh, you know, they'll they'll ruin it for themselves. They'll talk themselves right out of contention. So you can be sexual without saying being verbally doing it verbally. And like Corey also talks about in the book as two steps forward, one step back. You can do that with, with basically Kino ex escalation, right? Go in, touch her lower back and then, and then, you know, come back, T touch her on her elbow or something like that. You know, if, if you've already kissed her or something like that, you know, kiss her and then step back and get her primed. You know what I mean? You can get her basically ready to rip your clothes off by the end of the day. And you don't have to say anything sexual. You can just like, I, I think the best way of describing it is don't talk about it, be about it, you know? So I, I would say, yes, you could do that without sexual innuendo, you could, but you, you can't really do it without at least Kino escalation. Yeah. All right. Left eye contact. Hell yeah. My man knows what's up. Push, pull, and break the touch barrier. Yeah. The, the left eye thing is magic. If you guys aren't familiar with this. Oh, 
I talked to Troy Francis about this. We got an upcoming episode. You guys know Troy. Troy's like, you know, one of the world's best pickup artists and uh, he's a rule zero panelist. And I had him come on to talk about uh, uh, cold approach and getting over uh, approach anxiety. And uh, he had never heard of the left eye trick, but basically what you want to do is you want to make eye contact with a girl's left eye, right? This eye, right? As you're looking at me, this eye. <laughs> and as, when you're talking to her, you want to just just focus on that eye. And it, what you'll find is like girls just sort of get mesmerized by you. And the, the theory is that your uh, her left eye is connected to her right part of the brain, which is her you know emotional side of the brain. That's where you know she lets go of her inhibitions and stuff like that. But she'll just feel this like strong emotional connection with you. That's the theory. And I don't know if that's true or if it's the fact that you're just making eye contact because eye contact by itself is powerful. Either way, gives you something to focus on. Focus on her left eye. Thank me later. Should you wait to touch her till she touches you first? No, no. Be a man. Go for what you want. Go for what you want. All right, number five. Thou shall vibe. Social intelligence is the foundation of your game. You don't have to become a party animal or trendy hipster, but in general, you should learn to communicate and vibe with people. The problem is that many of us are trapped in our own heads due to extended periods of isolation. We work and study alone, get worn out, and go home to plug into the television or internet alone. Again, we have to make a conscious effort to be social. Chilling should be a major priority in your life. Hang out more often with friends. Find places that pique your interest where you can let loose and have a great time. Bars, restaurants, stores, cafes, streets, classes, gyms, clubs, etc. are all excellent places to mingle. Learn to make friends of strangers and keep expanding your social circle till you are totally at ease in the company of others. Without some degree of social skills, you are pretty much useless. There was a time that I suffered from social phobia. Then I realized some of the mistakes I was making that kept me from vibing properly. Talking and moving too fast. Not maintaining eye contact. Not talking at all. Lost in my own thoughts and spacing out. Nervous fidgeting. Closed body language. Censoring my words. Being insincere. Getting offended when people poked fun at me. Worrying about the impression I was making. Overselling myself. Trying to be cool. All of these things conveyed personal anxiety and neediness. Is it any wonder I could not make any friends? Nobody likes a desperate tryhard. So take another look at the above list and do the complete opposite. Do yourself a favor and relax because the world is your living room. You don't have to be a clown or entertainer, but people will enjoy your company when you can make fun of anything. The cool part is that once you get a feel for this vibe, you will discover that you really don't need to rely on patterns or routines and will invent new material on the fly. If your vibe is right, then your game will be tight. <laughs> I tap out at home and veg. You kill me. You kill me. Kill me. We used to go, we used to go chasing tail around San Diego and, and, and down in Tijuana, man. What, 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 what happened? Oh yeah. You're married. I forgot. <laughs> I forgot. You're married now. Uh, but she's in another state. You should at least go out, man. You should at least go out as much as possible. And you're in Japan. You're in Japan. You're in uh, MLD territory. You should go out more. Um, thou shalt vibe. Be more social is essentially what this is. Uh, 
you know, this is actually a, a really good thing to practice because most guys, they're, they live boring lives, right? Women don't want to be with these guys because they're boring as hell. And like, really, if you're just not a boring guy, like women want to be around you. And, um, but a lot of guys, they, they work, right? They work their nine to five. They, they, they stop at the store on the way home. They grab a six pack. They go home, they drink a six pack, play Xbox, go to bed, rinse, wash, repeat. Boring, right? So don't do that. <laughs> Find something to do outside of your home, some, some kind of purpose, some kind of hobby, Go out, talk to people, talk to everyone when you go out. Just, and if it's, if it's so hard, like to get out of your shell to do that, just start by saying hello to everybody, right? Not just, not just the hot chicks, but like, you know, let's say make it a point to, to, uh, buy gas, but instead of paying at the pump, pay inside and then talk to the gas station attendant, right? Just say hello to them. Start there start small, ask people directions. Hey man, do you know how to get to, you know, the McDonald's, right? Just something simple. And it's, and I'm saying like, talk to like old women, old men, you know, dogs, it don't fucking matter, but just go out and start talking to everyone you meet. And what you'll find is, uh, you start building this social momentum. You start, this starts becoming uh, something that you do all the time, right? Dr. Glover's book is really good about this. He talks about testing everybody for interest. And, uh, and it basically has three tests of interest, right? <clears throat> you, you just start a conversation. You just ask a question. If people are willing to engage with you, they'll continue talking to you. That's basically level two of the testing for interest, right? Level two happens organically. The conversation just keeps flowing. And then number three is like, let's say it is a hot girl. Number three is uh, requiring something of her. And that's usually asking for a number or something like that. Right. Right. But, uh, you know, old ladies out in the street, you're probably not going to ask them for your number, but they're good practice. Just talking to strangers, you know? And the funny thing is like we're, when we're kids, they tell us, like, don't talk to strangers, but like you actually need to learn how to do that when you're an adult, you know? Louise says, be in the mindset. If you're having a good time, she she will be having a good time too because of your vibe. Yeah. Yeah. Women, women, like it's funny. Cause I say like guys are boring, right? Guys are, guys are boring, but most of the time women live even more boring lives and they're looking for a guy to excite them. They're looking for a guy to sort of snap them out of the mundane. And, um, if you're a, a fun guy, you can crack jokes, you, you do fun things like that snaps them out of their, their mundane day to day. And they want to be around you more. You know, one thing that I had to learn on this journey is that, uh, you know, when I got into, when you get into a relationship, you got to keep doing that stuff. You got to keep dating your girl. If you don't keep dating your girl, some other guy will date your girl, you know? <laughs> So I, I'm making a point of, of doing fun things with nurse chick. You know, we go out, we just went out, uh, on, on, uh, on Tuesday night and we, we went, uh, we went to a restaurant, we went to a bar and then we went and did ax throwing. And, and the whole time I drove her around town on my motorcycle and like chicks dig motorcycles. You know what I mean? <laughs> Get a motorcycle. That's a, uh, that's command. That's commandment 11. <laughs> hey, what's up, Rudy? What's up, brother? Good to see you here. 
Number six, thou shall flirt. Let your eye contact and physical touch show her that you are a sexual being, but don't stop there. Keep upping the ante and don't worry about being offensive. Be persistent and quite often you will be surprised to see just how much she will let you get away with. Be playful, tickle her, spin her around, make fun of her quirks of character and style of dress. Accuse her of seducing you. Give her conflicting messages by telling her she is cute as you withdraw and that she is not your type as you feel her up. Treat her like a spoiled child who desperately needs a good spanking. Sometimes you can escalate like this all the way to the bedroom, but more often than not, you will notice that when you cross this line with certain girls, they will feel one of three things. Creeped out <laughs> because your actions seem forced and out of character. Validated by your attention and feel like they already have you. Or they need to be more of a challenge so they don't come off as being too easy. In either case, you will notice them losing interest, playing hard to get, or flat out ignoring you. A great way to get them chasing you again is to qualify is to qualify them. This is when you set up obstacles so that they have to jump through your hoops to get on your good side again. For example, he gives like a, you know, you, what he says, what she says, blah, blah, blah. So he says, you, you are kind of hot, but you could never be my girlfriend. Her, what? Why would you say that? You, I only date nice girls and you have trouble written all over you. Her, no, I'm nice. Really? You, right. Sure you are. <laughs> her blah 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 trying to convince you that she's nice the above is just an example instead of nice insert whatever quality you're looking for you can even say the complete opposite that she is too nice for you and what you really need is a bad girl it doesn't matter as long as you are giving her something to strive for set your standards and let her try to make the grade so she has to actually work for your affection once she jumps through your hoop be sure to reward her with hugs, kisses, ass grabbing, and keep escalating. This type of approach works exceptionally well for those crazy party girls who are just looking to have a good time. However, if you are looking for something deeper than a one night stand, then you need to put some more effort in. Uh, you know, this is funny. This, what comes to my mind here where he says, uh, accuse her of seducing you. I don't know if you guys have, have tuned into this episode, but I, I, uh, I had the, the the privilege of interviewing Alan Roger Curry, right? And it actually happened to be, I think, his last his last interview, which is unfortunate because he passed away like just literally like two weeks, two or three weeks after we recorded it. But um, one of the things that I talked about in that interview is, uh, you know, going back to what Luis was saying about the left eye thing, which uh, let's see where it was at here. Uh, where where is that at? Let me see. Yeah, here it is. <clears throat> so we're talking about Luis's left eye contact thing. And I've talked about it a million times on the podcast. But if you read Mode 1, and uh, I think uh, uh, Alan Roger Curry's third book, uh, Ooh, Say It Again, he talks about getting to a girl's left ear zone. And it's for the same same reason. And so I asked Alan if he had ever heard of the left eye thing. And he had never, he had never heard of the left eye thing either. But he's like, oh, it makes sense. But uh the, the left ear thing is the same thing, right? The left ear is connected to the right brain. And if you whisper dirty things into her left ear, like it really turns a chick on. And uh, so I joked with Alan and I, I said, you know, I just realized that my girlfriend, nurse chick, whenever we're sitting on the couch, sits on my left side on the couch. So she's seducing me. <laughs> 
I brought that up to nurse chick one time. It was a, it was kind of funny. Anyway, accuse, accuse her of seducing you. That's fun. That's fun to do. Nurse chick knows what she's doing though. <laughs> she knows exactly what she's doing. All right. Number seven, thou shall connect. A more virtuous woman has to feel a connection in order to share her body with you. On a certain level, she has to know how real you are before she will part, th part those thighs. This is why you need to pry her soul open and see what she's made of. Once you do this, you'll be able to reach her on an emotional level. Hint, you won't get there by asking her where she works, how old she is, etc. This will only reinforce her image of you as a stranger in her world. What you really want to do is instill a feeling of familiarity. Once you have a little rapport going, ask her things that you honestly would like to know. The craziest thing she's ever did. Her most embarrassing moment. The last time she was totally in love. How it happened. Sexiest body parts, etc. Trade dirty little secrets and fantasies. Compare scars and swap war stories. Stimulate her feelings. Your objective is to take her on an emotional mission that disengages her logical mind by giving her a taste of laughter, sadness, lust, anger, joy, etc. It's also a, it's also great to establish expectations on both sides. Find out what she is looking for in a lover, then look at your life to see which of these qualities you possess. Try not to qualify yourself to her using adjectives to describe yourself. I am smart, funny, sensitive, etc. Instead, use stories and anecdotes of your life to convey these values indirectly. This way, she can reach her own conclusions about you. Instead of being spoon-fed your own perceptions. The best part is that this works both ways. Tell her precisely what you look for in a woman and watch her do the exact same thing. You connect with her like this for various reasons, to name a few. One, <clears throat> it makes her see that you are not just after sex and actually value her personality. You touch on parts of her life that some of her closest friends don't know about. You engage her emotions so that later on she can rationalize the two of you hooking up. <laughs> she just needs to rationalize it to herself and her God. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? <laughs> Plausible deniability, baby. You are actually screening her the whole time to see if she is cool enough for you. The above suggestions are merely an idea of subjects to talk about. Don't force them or ask them too soon. If you are pressing her for her life story before she knows genu shows genuine interest, then you only push her away. Always maintain a relaxed, laid-back vibe as you are merely humoring her and not really into the conversation. Reward her with more attention and affection when she says or does something cool. Whatever the case, don't fall into the trap of being too eager to talk about yourself. Let her fill in the blank sometimes. For example, during your conversations, you will inevitably get interrupted by someone else or some other distraction in your environment. When the distraction goes away, don't be so eager to continue where you left off. Instead, go off on tangents and leave the previous topics hanging in the balance. All these unresolved plots help keep her hooked into your world and spark her curiosity even further. Congratulations, you have become a mystery and she will now be compelled to unravel you. But don't bust out the party hats just yet, buddy. At some point, you are going to have to bite the bullet and man up or you will be taking the express train to Friendsville. <laughs> oh, Flacco, I always try to whisper in the left ear, especially during the indoor Olympics. It drives women nuts, absolutely. <clears throat> I... um. So, so nurse chick and I actually, we both listened to mode one, uh, cause we were traveling to, 
we were traveling to a, a, a fitness competition she was going to last year. I think it was like October or whatever. And um, I, uh, so I, I, the reason why I got in contact with Alan Roger Curry is like, I, 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 I put out a video on uh, TikTok and Twitter and stuff like that. And I sort of alluded to mode one being just walking up to chicks and asking them if they want to bang. That's not the case. I didn't really know that, but that's sort of like what everyone sort of thinks is mode one. And so I had that preconceived notion and Alan, someone tagged Alan Roger Curry and Alan Roger Curry is, was, he used to be very, you know, protective of his brand. And he was like, that was bullshit. You're misrepresenting mode one, da, 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 da. And I was like, you know what? You're right. I haven't read your book, Mr. Curry. Let me, let me read your book. And then, um, you know, I'll reevaluate. So on the way down to the, to the, uh, competition, we listened to mode one. And, uh, so, you know, both nurse chick and I are, are listening to, to this stuff. And, uh, so when we got to the hotel room, I tested it out because we are scientists, gentlemen, we need to not just read these books, but we have to test it and take notes and see what works and what didn't we're scientists. Okay. We got to do scientific studies in the bedroom. Am I right? <laughs> anyway, nurse chick loved it. Left ear all the way, baby. Uh, but yeah, going back to thou shall connect, you know, this is, uh, this is kind of interesting. This is a lot of this stuff I, I had to learn in, uh, you know, I learned from Corey Wayne's book, but then you turn around and you read Dale Carnegie's how to win friends and influence people. And like th that book really teaches you to take a genuine interest in, 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 in women and, 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 other, and people in general and get them doing most of the talking. If you can get her to do 80% of the talking, you re you re remain a mystery. Women love to talk, so you just let them. They uh what they'll find is like they'll think that you're a great communicator because if you're a good listener, women think that you're a great communicator. And uh she's just like, "Wow, this guy just really listens." And as long as you're actively listening, she says something and you're, you know, not just like off in your own head, you're actually paying attention. You can ask clarifying questions, make statements, assumptions, stuff like that. Keep the ball rolling. And when she asks things about you, you know, be playful and don't take things seriously. Don't give her, you know, uh, serious answers, at least not in the beginning. And then switch the conversation back on her. What you'll find is that, you know, she'll just, she'll think you're such a great guy. You're such a great communicator, but then she'll also realize that she knows nothing about you and she will go off and become an internet detective and try to find everything about you. And when she's doing that, she's invested. Okay. It's a lot of guys are like, oh, oh, sure. She can go internet stalk me. And I, but if I do it, it's creepy. Get that out of your head. Yes. There's double standards out there. <laughs> there's double standards out there, but you want her to do that. You want her to internet stalk you because when she's doing that, she's thinking about you. She's invested. It's actually a good sign. So yeah, you want, you sort of want to do that. Be be a mystery. Number eight, thou shall dominate. The sexiest thing you can do for a woman is lead her. From the moment they set eyes on you, chicks can tell if you are dominant or submissive to them. Dominant equals masculine equals potential lover. Submissive equals feminine equals, ugh, let's just be friends. All right. Uh, my man, Santiago, right here. Should you wait? to touch her till she touches you first. That's being submissive. You want to be dominant. You want to touch her first. 
dominant masculine men go for what they want. Okay. If you go to touch her and she's like, you know, you go to touch her lower back and she's like, ew, what are you doing? Right. It, it tells you everything you need to know. <laughs> okay. But if you do that, you'll find that chicks are actually into it. Chicks lo love being touched. They love being touched. And I'm not talking about like grab her boobs or grab her vagina on a date. No, like just subtle, like touch her lower back. You know, uh, if you're, if it's a crowded bar, grab her hand and lead her through the crowded bar, like walk in front of her and sort of pull her behind. Like chicks love that. They love that stuff. I do that with nurse chick all the time. All right. Uh, okay. Getting back to this. In other words, establish your role from the get-go. Don't be afraid to lock eyes with her because the instant you look away, she will see that you are intimidated by her. And this is not attractive. Girls are supposed to be intimidated by us, not vice versa. So let's say you do approach and game her enough to get the number before you decide to call, have a master plan in place before, uh, because for a woman, it is a huge turnoff when you say shit like, I don't know. What do you want to do? I don't know. <laughs> what do you like to do? I had that, that was a game changer for me by itself. We'll get into that. It's also not attractive when you look for her approval with questions. She ain't, she ain't your mama. So don't go looking for permission. There is a world of difference between asking her, will you go out with me and telling her you seem pretty cool. Let's hang out sometime. Let her know exactly what is going to happen and how much fun it will be. Or better yet, just take her hand and make it happen right then and there. As the man in this mating game, it's your job to call the shots. You decide where the conversation goes. You decide when and where to meet. You decide when it's time to switch venues. You set the frame of the interaction. Keep in mind that chicks get off on submission. It is their nature to be penetrated physically, emotionally, and spiritually. They honestly can't help getting extremely turned on when they relinquish their control to a man who handles them. Thing is, even after they decide they want you, they still won't make that first move. They are simply waiting for you to show dominance and simply take what you want. So going back to this, uh, the uh, you know, I don't know what you want to do, right? Corey Wayne talks about it in his book, Set a Definite Date. Right. And he says, and Corey says, like, don't, don't tell a woman what to do. Uh, sell, like, what does he say? Sell her or invite her, you know, but, uh, but Dr. Robert Glover says tease, touch and tell the three T's. So tell a woman what to do. And I started doing that, dude, that is a dominant move by itself. Right. So when he says here, like, don't say, will you go out with me? Telling her, you seem pretty cool. Let's hang out sometime. That was like a very similar segue that I would say. I'd be like, you seem like a cool chick. Let's meet up for drinks sometime. When are you free? Right? And then when you when you do that, women will, you know, if they're into you, they'll tell you their schedule. Oh, I'm free on Tuesday and Thursday night. Have a plan in mind. And I always say, have a go-to, right? On first dates, have go just take the chicks to the same place every night. You don't have to think about it. I try, I'm trying to tell, teach this to my, one of my uh, Patreon members. Cause he's always like, is this a good place to go? Is this, a, I'm like, dude, I don't live in your area for one. <laughs> like two, just pick a place that you always take chicks to. So you don't have to think about it. You don't have to ask me about it. Just like always take them to this place. She should be the only one on that first date, right? You've been there a hundred times. You've done this date a, a hundred times already. Like it should be old hat for you. Right. So familiarity sort of, you know, breeds confidence. You get to know the staff and stuff like that. So I was, I had two go to places 
in uh, in Grand Junction was the feisty pint, and in Montrose was uh, was the horsefly. Right, Nurse Chick's now been to both. <laughs> I took I took her to the to the feisty pint on Tuesday for the first time. <laughs> we've been we've only been dating two years. Finally took her to my go to, but um, but so yeah. So I would tell chicks, hey, great, you're you're free Tuesday, perfect. Meet me Thursday night at the feisty pint, seven p.m. I'm telling them what to do. Right. They like that. That's a dominant move to tell them what to do. They dig that. Reckon the place, recon the place first, get to know the know. Yeah. Yeah. Like if you've never been to a place, like, like, let's say this, you're just now getting back into dating, right? Do this recon the place first, get to know the servers. But once you do make that your go-to place, always take chicks there for the first time. Luis, when I first met my LTR, I took her to the same bar. I took my other plates. The bartenders knew and gave me that look. <laughs> it's also social proof. Yeah. Yeah. It's good social proof. Like if you get to know like the servers and stuff like that, like, you know, like the chicks are kind of into it. They kind of like, oh, he, this guy knows people, you know. I always ask them to meet me at McDonald's because I have, I have a buy one, get one coupon. That I <laughs> Keeping things low investment. Good the dollar menu. Good, good stuff, Flacco. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Buy her a happy meal. All right. Number nine. Thou shall isolate and close. Social programming is a powerful thing. No matter how much a woman may be feeling you, her fear of looking like a slut is often far greater than her desire to hook up. This is why your goal is to remove her from the prying eyes of society so you can both get lost in the sweet chemistry of animal lust. Take her by the hand and lead her to another place so she gets the feeling of you two being together. The more places you lead her to, the more time will distort so it seems like you have known each other longer. <laughs> if you can't get her to leave the venue, then take her to a more intimate spot where less people will notice you. Then draw her into a comfy private niche in your world. Once you're in a relaxed state together and totally vibing, it's time to forget all the seduction techniques you've ever read and put yourself on autopilot. Allow your consciousness to wander from your head into your body so that you can really enjoy the sight of her eyes wandering or her sight of her eyes wondering, who is this perfect stranger? The smell of her neck emitting a plethora of pheromones as you excite her more and more. The feel of her warm, silky skin, etc. You get the picture. While you're at it, imagine all the naughty things you want to do to her. Let her see your eyes and feel your touch as you are thinking these things. You shouldn't have to tell her that she looks delicious enough to eat with whipped cream. The way you look, talk, and carry yourself should let her know the deal. Pure, unadulterated sex should be the force that sweeps the two of you along with the interaction. Now pay attention because this bit is very important. As you progress, you must learn to recognize the windows of opportunity. These are the magical moments when you simply must make your move or she will give up on you, thinking you are either gay or just not interested. I can't tell you when these moments will happen. You'll have to develop and rely on your gut instincts. For instance, let's say you have reached a point where you finally got her alone. You're physically close to each other and the atmosphere has become more intimate. There is a brief pause of silence as you simply enjoy each other's presence. She looks, she looks, feels, and smells amazing. And despite your calm facade, you can hear a small voice in your head scream, kiss her, you fool. This is when it's time to face facts. God has already blessed you with the best seduction tools to close the deal. They are called balls. 
Use them and take that chance. <laughs> he talks about this. Uh, basically, he's talking about like the, the two dates in one rule, right? Yeah, mystery method, right? Two dates in one. That's where um, where you, if, if you like a chick on a first date, you take her to a second venue, right? Because chicks will, will, uh, will sleep with you by the second or third date on average. So if you take her to more than one venue, it sort of feels like you've already been on multiple dates already. So you're actually going to speed up that process. I think in mystery method, he talks about <clears throat> a chick has to know you for a certain amount of hours before they'll sleep with you or something like that. It's, it's the same idea, right? You're, you're sort of mentally making her feel like she's been on multiple dates, right? Nurse chick often, often likes to joke that, uh, she, she technically slept with me on the second date because it was the second place, <laughs> right? Because I met her for coffee and then I went home and then later that night she came over to my house, but it was the same day, but it was the second date and she's dying on that hill and I'm going to let her. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. So, so when I was out, I was out with nurse chick, like she listens to the podcast, like nurse chick knows all the, knows all the. The, the history and the, the tips and tricks she tunes in. And uh, so we, I took her to the feisty pine on Tuesday and I told her, I said, I was like, you know, the two dates and one strategy. And she's like, yeah. And I go, yeah. So if I, if I like chicks at the, at the feisty pint, we would go for a walk and go down to blue moon, which was like a couple blocks down. And so I was like, that was, that was my, my go-to second place, um, you know, here in, uh, in, in grand junction <laughs> at the feisty pint. Um, in, in, um, in, in Montrose, if I liked someone, we would, we would probably usually go over to the bowling alley and, and like, you know, bowl a couple of rounds or something like that. That was my go-to in Montrose for the, for the two dates in one strategy. All right. Number 10, we're at an hour here. These, these lists are fun, man. These are, these are fun. Number 10, thou shall be real. None of us is perfect, so don't try to act like you are the supreme alpha male of the universe. Women come equipped with state-of-the-art BS detectors and can smell posers a mile away. Don't get so absorbed with not being AFC, uh, average frustrated chump. Don't, don't get so absorbed with not being AFC that you set off her poser alert and blow your chances. Give a compliment or show some vulnerability, for Christ's sakes. Being an uber Don Juan at all times is just as sad and ingenuine as being an average frustrated chump. Once she has passed your screening and you feel a connection, start to open up a little. Let her see that there is more to you than meets the eye. Women love to discover the vulnerable kink chinks in your armor, especially after you have established yourself as a confident, dominant fella. It triggers their maternal instincts to care for the wounded child that no one else can see. It also gives dimension to your character and blesses them with the rare gift of authenticity. You see, sincerity is so hard to come by these days that when it does, it's a breath of fresh air. Society has us all wearing masks and playing roles so often that we forget who we really are. As a seducer, it is your job to get people to discard those masks, lose their inhibitions, and feel more like themselves than they have in ages. It is not as easy as it sounds because most folks are followers. Again. Or once again, it's up to you to set the frame by being, you guessed it, genuine and uninhibited. <clears throat> yeah, man. It's it, it, it's funny. Like they women will like female dandy coaches will tell you, uh, just be yourself. 
just be yourself, right? And even uh, Dr. Robert Glover sort of says, you know, you you want to be yourself. Uh, I would say you want to be the best version of yourself, right? But you have it has all this stuff, all this stuff. When you learn this stuff, it has to be a part of your personality. It has to be a part of who you are naturally. That's one of the reasons why, like, I don't. I, I I'm one of those guys that I don't tell guys to wear suits. You know, I never really, I never wore suits out in the dating circuit because there's like out here on the Western slope of Colorado, there's no places where anybody wears suits, literally anybody like, um, nurse chick and I went out to a fancy Italian restaurant on Tuesday night. And there was dudes in there wearing ball caps and shorts, you know? So, and we were rode on a motorcycle. So we were wearing like motorcycle gear when we went in there, but the place was swanky, you know, like I would say like a place like that in maybe, you know, Los Angeles, people would be wearing suits into a place like that. There's just, no one does that out here. So me doing that would make me fake, right? So I would always show up wearing, uh, I would wear jeans. I would wear my, my nice jeans. I like my best jeans. I polish my shoes or polish my boots rather. And then I'd wear like a, you know, like a Henley shirt, right? Like a long sleeve, like, you know, cut three button sort of Henley shirt or whatever. So it wasn't like I'm wearing my, my red pill <laughs> hoodie that you can get at merch.com on manpod.com, by the way. Uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't wear that. I wouldn't wear my ball cap and stuff like that. Um, I, I, I didn't shave my head when I was on the dating circuit, but, um, but even if I, even if I went back on the dating circuit tomorrow, I, I wouldn't wear a hat on a date. Like this is what, this is what you're getting ladies. Drink it in. It's what a real man looks like, but yeah, you, you have to be, you do have to be yourself. You don't want to be, you don't want to be a fake poser. You know what I mean? You, you want to, you want to learn this game and apply that game into your own personality. Luis with a $2 super chat. Thank you so much, man. You get, you get this. Uh, I'm just going to say it. This guy fucks. Am I right? Another awesome breakdown. This one was fun. Yeah, dude. Thanks for sending this. This is actually really good information. A lot of this stuff, you see, you actually see this in like other, you know, other places, right? Like you were, you were saying like, um, one of those was basically Royce's, you know, Royce stole it <laughs> or was inspired by maybe one thing that you'll find in this, in this space, the men's podcast space, um, Rich Cooper said it really well on Twitter. Once we're all singing by the same music, you know? we're all singing by the same music here. You look at, uh, you know, guys like Corey Wayne, you know, like he's got, he's, he's was inspired by other dudes, you know, doc love, uh, David D'Angelo, David data, like all that kind of stuff. Right. We've all, we all learn from somebody and there's, a, there's sort of like a lineage of game and, uh, we're all sort of swimming in the same pool and all the concepts tend to be very similar, you know, <laughs> Rusty says three rules, no marriage, no cohabitation, no wanted, wanted children. That's all you need to know. Are you one of those guys? Are you a MGTOW guy? Are you a MGTOW guy? I agree. I agree with the, 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 all that though. <laughs> Although nurse chick does, she comes and stays with me every other week. She basically cohabit. I basically cohabitate with her every other week. She comes and hangs out. Cause, cause when a girl's in your frame, guess what she'll do? She'll, she'll go and get a job. In uh, in your neck of the woods <laughs> to be closer with you. That's what Nurse Chick did because her house, she lives an hour away and she used to work at the hospital in Grand Junction and then she went and got a job over here closer to me. And so, it, you know, it's just easier for her to come over here and stay every other week when I don't have my kids. Rusty, please tell me that um, 
as a MGTOW guy, you're still a guy that at least goes out and gets gets hooked up. You just don't want to get tied down because those guys, those MGTOW guys are cool. I'm cool with those guys. I do not like the I do not like the MGTOW guys that are just like, that's it. I'm just gonna jerk off in my basement and quit. Like those guys aren't fun. They're kind of a <laughs> yeah. I mean, MGTOW by itself does not mean that you hate women or that you can't smash your dash. Yeah, th that's true. That's true, but uh, there are a lot of guys in that community that use it sort of as a cope, you know, unfortunately. Unfortunately. All right. Uh, so that's all 10 of the Ten Commandments. The Mr. Fingers in the in the post actually actually wrote like a whole bunch more. There's a link in the description if you guys want to read more of that. Very good information. Great insights. Uh, Luis has been dumping more of these old school things. So I'll probably do another breakdown here. Uh, I don't want to just make this my content all the time though. So maybe in a couple of weeks, I'll do another, another breakdown of some of the older school stuff, but, uh, that's pretty much all I got. Uh, so yeah, thank you, Luis, for, for sending this stuff in the, in the 3% brotherhood. Be sure to tune in tomorrow morning for rule zero guys. Uh, Cappy is hosting. I think he's going to be talking about how being in the red pill is dangerous. I'm not sure what's up his sleeve with that. He hasn't really explained that. I'm assuming he's going to be talking about like the FBI's new watch list for keywords. Red pill is on that list. Red pill and red pilled. Um, also based. If you say based, you're on the, you're on the FBI's watch list now because you're now an extremist. <laughs> so stupid. So stupid. But you know what? If you're not on an FBI watch list by now, are you even doing things right? You know what I mean? Or are you just one of the sheeps? <laughs> uh, let's see here. Tune in. Uh, let's see. There's a 70-30 chance that I will not be on Rule Zero tomorrow. Just an FYI. I have, I have like some a whole bunch of crap that I'm dealing with starting tonight, going tomorrow with my, my day job. That shall not be named. So I, I will most likely not be on, on Rule Zero tomorrow. Uh, other than that, I'll be running the Desert Rats 10K in Fruita, Colorado on Sunday. If you are on the western slope of Colorado, come cheer me on. It's uh, it's over off the MAC exit over uh, just past Fruita on your way into Utah. Uh, tune in Monday morning. My guest is a guy that goes by Red Hawk on Twitter and on YouTube. It was, uh, it, it was a pretty fun conversation. We talk about dating, pickup, and big game hunting, of all things. If you're into big game hunting, definitely tune in to that because my man's been big game hunting all over the world. We talk about big game hunting in Africa. Um, so that's pretty cool. Uh, oh, Santiago. When is Jacob coming on the live shows? I don't know that he'll be able to come on the live because uh, his day job, he's he's already working by, by the time I'm doing my live. So I don't think he'll do live. But uh, we, we just recorded a, uh, an episode on Wednesday night. And it was so long that uh, we're, we're going to have to do a part two. So we're meeting up again next week and we're going to do a part two on that series. It's uh, it's a pretty good one too. Cause what I did just to give you guys a preview, I went to chat GPT and I asked AI, what were the top 20 concepts from Corey Wayne's how to be a 3% man book chat GPT, like broke down 20 things and it is spot on accurate. And so, uh, so uh, Jacob and I are going through each each one, and we it, it, we go well over an hour on the first ten. So we're splitting it into two episodes, but it's, it's a fun one. If you guys don't know who Jacob is, 
Go back and listen to my uh, Batman game episode. Jacob was my guest there. Lots of great gems on that. Lots of good feedback on that episode. He's a, he's a smart dude. Hey, good morning, Danny. Thanks for showing up. I am just wrapping up, wrapping up though, brother. So uh, go back and, and, and watch the replay. And if you are watching the replay, drop a comment below. That reminds me, let's go through all this stuff. If you haven't done so already, guys, please like, subscribe, hit those notifications. If you're watching the replay, drop a comment below in your favorite emoji. doesn't matter. Follow me on all social media. The links are in the description. Get on the Patreon, patreon.com slash comeonmanpod. You can join for as little as $10. Get on the beer credits on Monday's uh, episodes. And you get Monday's episodes early. You get them on Friday. And you get them ad-free, so just the interview portion. So you get all that. <clears throat> Plus, uh, if you want coaching, tiers two or tiers three. Thank you for everybody that sent super chats or super stickers today. I really appreciate it. That supports the show. Um, if you guys can join these lives, uh, you know, send a buck. You know, send a buck if you if you like this content, if you find it helpful. Get on the email list, list.comeonmanpod.com. I will send you some free stickers. Uh, you know, uh, nurse chick asked for a red pilled sticker. She has like a, like a big water bottle that she takes to the gym and <laughs> she's got a red pilled sticker on it. That's adorable. All right. And then check out my practical law of attraction course, loa.comeonmanpod.com. Uh, Santiago, I sent you a coupon and I noticed that you haven't used it yet. Use that coupon brother. Otherwise you're just wasting it or at least give it to someone that will use it. All right, guys, that's all I have this uh, this week. We will see you guys either on Rule Zero. Hopefully, hopefully things are smooth in the morning and I can join Rule Zero. Otherwise, we'll catch you guys on Monday. This has been the Come On Man podcast. Now, go out and get it.